previously on Talk to Dad. If it does end up working, then you can send your robot maid in a flying taxi to uh, laugh at me, I guess. It's still a best practice to wear something yeah. on your lower half. Making a robot out of something that is dead. Yeah, That's like weird. that. <laughs> that does seem kind of wrong. I just crunch. Suck it in. I think it's not what it, it is. It is what it isn't. We didn't the have these kind kids. of atrocities yeah. when I was a kid. Talk to dad. Hello and welcome to the Talk to Dad podcast episode. I kind of stumbled over that. Hello and welcome to the Talk to Dad podcast episode 282. I've only done that 282 times, so, you know. It's still new. It's, it's still, still new, new to you. I'm still, I'm still struggling. I'm still learning. I have here with me Henry. Hi. And also Allison. Hey. How is everything going? <laughs> <laughs> How is everything going? Such, such enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. School started. School started for Henry, not for me. School has started for Henry. I... One thing I wanted to mention on the podcast, and I feel fairly confident that none of the other children listen to the podcast, so (laughs) I don't think I'm going to offend them, but I think that Henry is our best student driver of the bunch. Hmm. I think he's the best (laughs) at driving the car down the road without frightening me. (laughs) I still, he drove, he drove us home from church today. It was really good. I was just in the car with him. And I still have to remind myself to not like clutch the handle of the car door. Like it's a, and it's, it's self-talk. Like it's all right. It's all right. I'm, I, I have no reason to be scared. Everything's going to be okay. But it's just like a habit now from like when the kids are driving. I just, I always feel a little tense, like something terrible is about to happen. But I have no reason, no reason at all. Uh, to do that anymore because yeah henry henry's really very most of the time most of the time when i'm driving with henry i don't reach up and grab the little you know the little handle that's above the door Mm -hmm. when i was a teenager we used to (laughs) refer to it as the oh crap handle (laughs) yeah i don't usually have to hold on to that it is reassuring sometimes to hold it if if you're feeling frightened but i don't usually have to hold that with Henry, sometimes not at all. And Henry, Henry is just sitting here stoically what? listening to this he is so stoic. discussion. Henry, are you ever terrified or by your driving? Listening. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty calm, which is nice. He that is helps. a calm driver. I, the, the oh crap handle, as you call it, probably has an actual name, but does clutching that actually, like what, why, why do we clutch that when something scary happens in a car? I don't know. Just holding something in your hand and also maybe having your one of your arms slightly above your head. See, I tend to I tend to keep my arms down and like clutch like the you know the glove compartment or the I don't know the console thing on my left and then like the door, the little grippy thing on the door to my right. But I don't know like what good that's going to do. I guess if we got in a crash, maybe the car door might stay on. Is what my subconscious is thinking there. But it's like an automatic thing where I just grab the door. One thing that may be going on, Henry, and 
this is a real thing. I think anyone who's lived in a large family can attest to this is the child, the youngest child always gets the benefit of having the older children break in the parents and grind them down Mm. and wear them out to the point where by the time the youngest child comes along, you're just not, you don't have as much concern about little things as you did (laughs) with the first child. safety. You know what though? No, I feel like, I feel like with driving though, like, the only the only reason I ever feel tense and scared when Henry takes the wheel is just from years of trauma <laughs> at this point. <laughs> like, like, I just keep expecting something terrifying. I, I mean, it is a scary thing. None of our kids were that bad. I should I should say this. None of them were that bad. But, like, but Henry really, like, has, has been very... Henry is completely silent in this discussion. Henry, how's I, I, driving going for you? Um, what do you find the most stressful about driving? Um... Probably like tight turns. Yeah. Or like the other day you took me um, driving sort of around the neighborhood and you had a, a particular location you wanted to get to and you were very good about like thinking it out in your head about how to get there and not asking me for directions. But there was one point where you had to turn like off of a busy road and turn left onto a, another fairly busy road and you did a good job of it. But I remember you thinking that was kind of scary. Or mm-hmm. stressful or something. Yeah. The um, the one thing about driving, it always reminds me of, and I don't know why it always reminds me of it, because it's not totally related, but it reminds me of once when I was in middle school and I was in gym class. And our middle school was right next to the community pool. They called it the municipal. That was the name for it. Yeah. And so sometimes like for gym class or PE, we got to go swimming, but I remember the very first day we went swimming, um, we all got in the pool, and then our gym teacher, our PA instructor, told us that we needed to f- pay very close attention and follow his directions exactly because with this activity, one of us could die. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that always stuck with me. The thing about when getting in a car is anytime you get in a car... Die. There is the possibility of injury or death. That's Wait, true. Swimming. It was swimming. Oh, okay. Swimming. In the pool next to our school. Which? So sometimes I think about that. Like Surely. driving, people do it every day, and for the most part it's safe. But there's always a possibility that if something goes wrong. And I still think about that today. Like even when I'm just driving down the highway, if I suddenly like jerked the wheel, I could like smash the car into a wall and die. Yeah, yeah. Like, which is probably wanders. not like a good intrusive thought to like have in your mind all the time. Yeah. Well, and anyone anyone who's prone to intrusive thoughts maybe shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> we need like a trigger warning, I guess. Yeah, we do. But yeah, I mean, you always have those thoughts. Like whenever I'm going over an overpass, I. I tend to, like, I, I really, they made me super nervous for the longest time because whenever I'd go over an overpass, I would, um, I would think to myself, if I, like, zoned out for a second, I could just, I could just, like, drive right over the edge, yeah. like, onto the highway below. <laughs> and it would always really freak me out. Like, what if I, what if I just did that sometime? What if I just wasn't paying attention or, like, I don't know, and I just did that. So I used to get, like, really scared to do that. And then after yeah. a while of just doing it a lot, it wasn't novel anymore, and I don't, I don't really have that anymore. But 
So another thing that's happened since last time Henry was on the podcast, I think it was since the last time Henry was on the podcast, is Henry and I built this thing that I'm looking at right here. It is, Henry, can you tell me what it is I'm holding? Um, it's like a, it's an emptied out soup can with like pickups in it. What is a pickup? Oh, basically, it's like a device that takes metal vibrations and turns them into sound. Oh, yeah. cool. So it's a, to be very specific, it's a Campbell chicken noodle soup can because we went to the store and decided that we wanted specifically a Campbell chicken noodle soup can to make a soup can microphone. I brought a cord so we can try it out because the nice thing about this, you can't see this Campbell soup can, but you can hear what it sounds like. Well, you got to plug it in. I know. I got to plug it into the soundboard here. Although one notable thing is that if you move around the wire that's plugged into it, will make a lot of noise. Yeah, like. So I haven't I haven't unmuted oh, that mic does. yet. Oh, you haven't. Okay. Yeah. But here I'm gonna I'm gonna mute your mic and I'm gonna turn okay. on the soup can microphone. Okay. So people can hear what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like this. It's very <laughs> tin y because there's tin, I think. Lots of echo and reverb. Yeah, well, yeah. It's also, I don't know, it sounds very distorted too because I don't know if these are like super high quality pickups, but I kind of like the sound. Yeah. That's what I like about it too is how bad it sounds. Yeah. This was going to be a, a birthday present this for you. Not, wait, this is not plugged all the way in. Now it's plugged all the way in. Oh, that sounds better. Oh, it yeah. still worked, but now it works better. Yeah. Yep. Oh, did I turn off? I, oh, that's... I turned off the wrong one. Here we go. Okay. Oh, here we go. I did that completely yeah. wrong. Let me start over. Um, I muted Allison's mic instead of Henry's mic. Let's try that again. Hello. Now it's Henry's Hi. mic is the soup can yeah. microphone. Now you can hear me, and it sounds really bad. And we can also hear Allison if she wants to add to the conversation. Now I can add to the conversation. You can sort of hear. I feel like you can hear the wire moving around too. A little bit. Maybe a little. Not too much, but it has a nice echoey, reverby sound to it. Yeah. And basically, you know, it's just like a soup can. We have we got a little mi microphone adapter too, which is kind of nice because he can. So Henry can put it in a mic stand. Yeah, or I could just hold it like this. Yes, and sing into it, but. It's hard to hold it like that and play guitar and sing into it. Oh, yeah. So I use the stand. I mean, it's hard to, I mean, it's kind of hard to sing into it anyway because you have to, like, get super close. And if you turn up the volume too much, then there's, like, a ton of feedback. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of those old phonograms, like the old records with the giant needle and the big, like, cone coming out the of it. Phonograph? Phonograph, is that what it is? I Phonograph. Think so. Like a, a really old record player from like the 1920s. It sounds like what voices sound like when they're coming out of that. A little bit soup canny. Yeah. Hmm. I mostly I just like watching him sing into a soup can. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like that's that just tickles me to no end. Like I think it's really great. I like the sound. This is supposed to be a birthday present, but I lost some of the parts on your birthday and had to reorder them and then mom and i were taking out some recycling and i found the parts that i lost 
So now we've got the parts to make like many, many soup can microphones if we want to, but we probably won't. I had to figure out like other things you can do with those little pickups. Yeah. So can you you use them on other instruments? Probably. Yeah. I mean, some people use them to make like an acoustic guitar into an electric guitar, basically. Huh? Yeah, you definitely could. Well, that's only if you have nylon strings and that wouldn't work. Would By it the work? Way, uh, this is still my only microphone currently, so. Oh, because. I want to. You want me to turn that. on your mic? Yeah. Yeah, maybe turn Hello. on. Hello. That's right. yeah. There you go. Like, could you put it on your cello, the pickups? I don't think it has. Does it have metal strings? I wonder what would happen. I think it has metal strings. If you put strings. it on your cello. Our cellos. Wait. I want to say that they're like nickel. They could be. Yeah. Well, I've seen it where people just attach it to like the wood of the acoustic guitar, and it picks up Ooh. the vibrations from that. Well, no, it picks up vibe. The way pickups work is it does that with metal specifically. Hmm. These kind of pickups, though? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's what I thought. Well, the ones like on your electric guitar are like, they've got magnets. Yeah. The Alnico magnets. But I don't know. It seems like I've seen it. So this pickup, it looks like, I'll take a little picture of it, and maybe I'll post it on social media. But it looks like a little circle. Taking a picture down the barrel of the soup cam microphone. It looks like a little circle, and there's like one wire coming from the middle circle and one wire coming from the outer circle. The outer circle is kind of copper colored, and the middle circle is like white. But. Okay, yeah, most uh, most cello strings are uh, metal. So, yeah. yeah. So it'd probably work. I don't think it has... Well, no, it doesn't have to be attached to the metal for it to pick it up, though. Pick up the vibrations. Yeah. It just has to be near. I wonder what it'd sound like. I kind of don't want you to do it to your cello because it's a cello. Yeah. But I'm still very, very curious. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there'd be a way to, like, you know, you could put something on the cello that wouldn't harm the cello and then attach to that. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Very curious. Um, how is school? School just started for you and you've been what? Three days of school? Oh wait, you could like have like a little clip to put to the bridge of oh, the shallow. Yeah. yeah. That would be interesting. You even take a clip from like a clip tuner. Anyway. That would that seems like it would work. That's what are you saying? How is school? School just started. You've had like three mm-hmm. days of school so far or just two? Uh just uh three, yeah. I've had three. Uh it's been going well. You are now an upperclassman. You were a junior in high school. Yeah. Meaning there are more people in the school younger than you than older than you. Mm-hmm. Is that different? Uh, yeah. Feels a lot different. Somehow a junior sounds a lot older than a sophomore. Yeah, I think but- I was I was talking to uh, a couple people who are now seniors uh, and they're saying like, oh yeah, it's definitely like a much bigger change from sophomore to junior than even like junior to senior. Yeah. Yeah. Junior year seems like a good year. Like when I think back at high school, that was probably like my peak high school year because by senior, I was kind of a little burned out and mm-hmm. kind of anxious to graduate. Oh, junior year is fun. Yeah. Usually. Although it's also like when a lot of your kind of heavy academic classes mm-hmm. happen. True. So what what are the highlights and like so far of your um, your school experience? Like in general or like what? Well, Is it too early year? to say like which classes you like the best? Um 
I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I'll end up liking American Studies, or I better end up liking it because it's three hours, because it's two class periods. Yeah. What is American Studies? Um, it's like a GT class, but for juniors. But it's like two different AP classes, right? Do you yeah. study? Oh, yeah. It's AP Lang, right? And AP... U.S.? Is it U.S. US history? Yeah. Okay. Do you study America? I would assume. It's U.S. history. So it's like history, and but also like literature or what? Not literature, but AP Lang. So it's like there's like language and composition, and then there's AP English literature that you can take the next year. So maybe you like study history and then write essays about it and uh, yeah and then there's essays. then there's another one that's next year that's also two ap classes in one what 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 is that that's like gov plus plus ap lit right uh, no ap lit is separate it's it's american government plus is it economics it might be i think it might be economics that they put together uh, i've heard it's easier than taking just the two ap classes huh Probably the most valuable thing I learned in high school was essay writing. Yeah. I had an AP English teacher named Pat Stoddart, who was an excellent teacher. And she taught us basically how to write essays in lots of different forms. And that pretty much carried me all the way through college. That got me a scholarship to college. It carried me all the way through college, most of the way through law school, and helped me pass the bar exam. So pretty much everywhere I am is because I had a teacher who taught me how to write essays really well. Shout out to Pat Stoddart. Yes. Thanks for teaching. Mrs. Stoddart, good job. Yes, thanks for teaching yeah. Greg how to write an essay. Yeah, I think last year and the year before when I had humanities, which was just one period, but it's like two years, freshman and sophomore. Uh, the main thing, everyone I've talked to agrees with me about this, but like the main thing that's important that you learn from that is how to like BS your way through an essay. Yes. That's exactly Made, Which is yeah. extremely important. English classes like very easy. Yes. Particularly if you go into a field of, you know, it's not going to help you in math too much, but it's definitely mm. going to help you in any of your humanities classes and a lot oh, of your yeah. social sciences classes. Well, anytime you have to write a paper, I mean, you might have the information, you know, to write your paper, but if you don't know how to organize it and make it, you know, flow and sound good, then it's going to be really rough. Yeah. And pretty much no matter what you go into, like even if you become an engineer, you still have to be able to communicate well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, it teaches you that, like, like the sound's bad, but it's, like, completely true. Sound is, like, better than, like, how it sounds is way more important than, like, the actual essay. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Is there anything else exciting going on around these parts? I feel like the weather, mercifully, has cooled down a little bit. And when I say a little bit, like, the difference between 103 and 97 is like really, really nice. Yeah. 97 is still really hot. You don't want to like stand out in the sun too long, but it's not like you're being baked from the outside in. Yeah. Well, and like looking at looking at the 10 day forecast and seeing like highs of 96 or 98, like it sounds hot. I think it's supposed to hit a hundred on Tuesday again and Wednesday, but like none of that, all of that's like bearable. Yeah. You know, 100 degrees, it's hot. You won't want to, like, spend a lot of time outside in the hottest part of the day unless you're in the water. But it's bearable. But when it was, like, briefly, like, 108 for that, that week of just gross, gross, gross temperatures, there was nothing. Like, 
you'd get in the car and just be like, it's too hot to be out here, you know, and it would take, we got sunshades for our, for our car, which helped, but it, it would just take so long to get comfortable in the car to like cool everything down enough that I kind of didn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. I think it's been nice because usually August is more hot than July and this year it hasn't been as bad as July, which is nice because if it were hotter than July, I think we would all just be roasted. We'd have to just sort of give up. Mm-hmm. We'd have to say, all right, I don't know. We'll just stay inside our house and watch everything burn. Can I ask you a very direct and very personal question, which I may have asked you before, but I can't remember if I've ever asked it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on being left alone by your siblings with just you and the, your parents? Um, I, I think it might be nice. I don't know. As of like, Friday. In terms of like, like scheduling and stuff and like, it'll be less of like, oh, they have this at this time, but like we only have two cars, you know? Yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot less he- hectic because you'll have two parents and just one kid's schedule we have to do, figure out. Um, but as of Friday, your mom is going to be taking Will to college and then it'll just be the three of us living in this house. Which seems a little too big for just the three of us, but I don't plan on moving anytime soon. No. No, I don't want to move. I don't know. I I think I'm wondering like how long before the novelty wears off though, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to ask him <laughs> what his thoughts were on being left alone by your parents. And like <laughs> would you be okay if like, you know, your parents just kind of, I don't know, went on a fun vacation without you and left you at home to go to school? I thought we were during school, yeah. Maybe we would have your oldest sister come be here. Not necessarily babysitting you, but, but be here in case person. you need something or need to be taken somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, to well, be clear, I we haven't easier, planned That'd anything. be easier Like once I have my license, I feel like. Yeah, that would help. And we haven't we haven't actually planned on, you know leaving you home alone. But it is something we think about sometimes like because we've never really done that. If we if you did have your license though, that would be even stranger because you'd be all on your own. Yeah. No, I think like for just like a week or maybe even less, like that'd be fine. You'd be okay a week, with that? Really? I, like if I had my license. Yeah. A week is a long time. Yeah, it's funny because each of our kids has been different ever since they were just little kids. Mhm. And I would say like Elizabeth and Will um, a lot of times, if they were just around the parents, they would kind of follow us around and ask lots of questions and talk to us, want to talk to us all day long. Henry's always been more of like, you're fine just like going off and playing with your Legos for like a few hours. Mm-hmm. And you're still a little bit like that. Yeah. Like yeah. Phoebe's similar. Yeah Phoebe, yeah. Was, Phoebe was similar. Like Phoebe might go off and draw or do some art. I or just, yeah. Read in a room. And you might go up and play your guitar play the drums just for several hours and and that's like fine to do. Mm. I think, yeah. And it's weird because I don't even think it's like an introvert extrovert thing necessarily. Mm -mm. It's just more of a, I don't know how, how much you're able to entertain yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Henry, Henry and Phoebe, like when they were little and like older brothers would go to school or older sister would go to school they were the two kids that, like, I could get all kinds of things done around the house. And they were, you know, when it was, like, lunchtime, they would, like, come and let me know it's noon. 
Or like Henry would just start making himself a sandwich at age three, and I'd be like, what are you doing? He's like, making a sandwich. It's 12. Yeah. But... Whereas um, with Will or Elizabeth, I think Elizabeth would just like not eat and then be like, why am I so hungry? Or Will would be like, are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? Make me some food. We need to eat something. What are we going to eat? Yeah. Henry would be more likely to just sort of skip meals too. Mm -hmm. Oh, he would. Or just make something for himself. Yeah, he would make something for himself. He would just like look at the clock, note that it is 12 and therefore lunchtime, make a sandwich. Put a couple of carrots by the sandwich, which he would never eat. But that's what I would always do is put some carrots by it that he would never eat. So I'm going to try the, the pattern there. I'm going to try to make sure Will brings his microphone so that we can podcast with him occasionally as we have with Elizabeth and, and Phoebe after they, they left home. So he can still be on the podcast sometimes. But other than that, it's just going to be three of us at home. And that'll be strange because mm-hmm. sometimes there'll be no one at home or just one person at home. I don't know. Should be okay, though. Yeah. Let's do some news. Now, your tomorrow morning's headlines tonight. Are you guys aware of the fact that people are trying to bring back the woolly mammoth? No. Oh. There are people actively trying to, quote, de-extinct the woolly mammoth. There's an, I've got an article here. The article is kind of lengthy. It was printed in the New Yorker, but it talks about how the wool, woolly mammoth was kind of like dinosaurs before dinosaurs. It was like the first creature in America that people discovered that was like had lived previously and is now extinct. And it only went extinct like um, most of them went extinct around 10,000 years ago. In some places they survived until about 4,000 years ago. And um, American naturalists and scientists started to discover these woolly mammoth bones and tusks and collecting them, and they were kind of the um, dinosaur of their day before they discovered the dinosaurs. And they became a symbol of the fact that, one, that the Earth was much older than most people realized, and two, that you could have this really big mammal that could go extinct. There is now a... um, Last month in the Yukon... There was a gold miner who discovered a baby mammoth in permafrost in a mine, and it was extremely well-preserved. Like, it looked like it had um, died alone after wandering off and getting stuck in the mud, but it was a baby mammoth, and um, it had a trunk, a tail, and tiny little ears. The, there's a company called Colossal, which is a bioscience and genetic engineering company that was founded last year by Harvard geneticist George Church and entrepreneur Ben Lamb. And they, their goal is to bring back the woolly mammoth. By the way, they mentioned in this article that the woolly mammoth is different from the American mastodon, but they don't really explain how it's different, and I don't know the difference. Does anyone know the difference between a woolly mammoth and a mastodon? Um. I don't know. No. 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 I think I of them as the same thing. thing is one less I don't woolly? know what the difference is. I don't know. Apparently, um, the woolly mammoth is most closely related to an Asian elephant, but it's the size of an African elephant, and it's woolly. That's about the limit of my knowledge, and they're extinct. 
Hmm. Um, so Colossus has said that extinction is a colossal problem facing the world, and Colossal is the company that's going to solve it. So their plan is to reconstruct the DNA of the woolly mammoth, which shouldn't be that difficult because they've found so many of these like well-preserved cor- um, corpses in the permafrost. And then they're going to use a, a program called CRISPR to combine the DNA with um, an Asian elephant, make an embryo, implant it in an Asian elephant, or maybe invent an artificial womb for this embryo, and then begin de-extincting the species. They claim that resurrecting mammoths would populate the permafrost and avert its melting by turning wet tundra into dry grasslands, which would better sequester carbon and reflect sunlight, keeping the permafrost cooler and helping thereby to save the planet. I'm not sure about so that. Wait, wait, I thought they were melting the permafrost. Does that make the... How would that make the permafrost cooler? I don't understand it. And the person who wrote this article is also very skeptical that it will do much to help the world. Hmm. But I can reread that article, but I don't quite understand the logic there. They say it would populate the permafrost and avert its melting by turning wet tundra into dry grasslands. Oh, it would avert its Hmm. melting. Which better sequester carbon and reflect sunlight. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I guess that the, I don't, I don't I'm not do sure that. how that works exactly. And the person who wrote this article is also very um, skeptical of that. There's a lot of questions. So this company says bringing back woolly mammoths will help the environment. Um, there are a lot of people who are skeptical of that and also wonder because anytime you introduce like a big creature into the ecosystem there's going to be inadvertent um, consequences and so this is a debate that's going on but apparently the research is going forward and they expect to have their first um, cloned woolly mammoth baby woolly mammoth by 2025 which is not that far away no that's really soon and this is basically Real-life Jurassic Park, except instead of dinosaurs, it's woolly mammoths. I don't know. I'm mixed about this, but I, I kind of think it's pretty cool. I want to see cool. one. At the same time, I don't know if it's such a good idea. Yeah. It's cool, but it's a bad idea. That's how <laughs> I feel about it. It's a cool, bad idea. I would totally want to go see it, though. So we often talk about Florida Man stories on this podcast, um, but I think what, so far we've overlooked the Turkish bear stories. Henry has a Turkish bear story for us. Oh, Are there a uh, lot? It's not a very long one. Uh, here's the headline. Intoxicated bear rescued after eating hallucinogenic honey in Turkey. They have hallucinogenic honey in Turkey? Uh, yeah. Why? There's a few things done. I, I think here. there's... I th- okay, so apparently it's made from the nectar of an indigenous species of rhododendron rhododendron i don't know what that is it's a a flower flower. oh okay like a bushy flower i think yeah uh that's about how in depth the article goes huh are there a lot of bear issues in turkey because of that oh this is what rhododendrons look like yeah they're kind of like a big flowering bush i mean i just googled rhododendron oh pretty so what happened here the bear uh the bear ate the honey and I guess uh, 
and was intoxicated and I guess hallucinated. Did he, was he like near a village or? How I don't know. It doesn't Hallucinogenic honey. It reminds me of the Heffalumps and Woozles episode of. Oh, they do steal honey. I, it reminds me of, wasn't there. Of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Were there like, I'm trying to remember. There were like a bunch of creature, like woodland creatures that ate like apples that had fallen and kind of gone. Oh yeah. Fermented. And they, they get were drunk from the apples that are Yeah. Rotting. What kind of animal was that? Was it a raccoon? Was, was it, it bears? A, um, I don't think it was bears. Uh, I think it was a slightly smaller animal. A whole bunch of a whole bunch of uh, just little furry creatures going crazy. It was raccoons. I do have to wonder, like, how they knew that this bear was hallucinating. Like, was <laughs> it, I want to? I wonder what it was acting like. That could be kind of scary. I think, mm-hmm. but it doesn't give any. I said it was found disoriented. It was just found. Yeah. Just kind of freaking out. Just a disoriented bear. Okay. Yeah, there are no good details in this story. I would like more details. I wonder if people being what they are, if people seek out this honey. Apparently it has, what, it has neurotoxins in it? And that's what causes you to hallucinate? Yeah. Huh. Weird. Well, Allison has a, also has a good story, and I don't have my big text drop, unfortunately. We could just all say it. Henry, can you wait, do wait, a big, big text impersonation? Oh, here. I think you need the, to use the soup can microphone yes. for this. Wait. Uh, wait, what's the... What's... Howdy, folks. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the State Fair of Texas. That's this pretty is good. big text. This is big text. Nice. <laughs> So, yeah, the Big Tech's Choice Awards are coming out every year at the State Fair. Um, It's a competition to come up with the most creative, greasy, or horrifying thing, I think. But let's look at them. They have them kind of divided into top ten Top ten finalists. Savory and sweet, right? Savory and sweet. For the category. So, the savory finalists. We're going to need Tums after even reading this, I think. Chicharron Explosion Nachos. Fresh pork rinds are fried to a golden crispy crunch and then seasoned with just the right number of Cajun-style seasonings to ensure a mouth-watering kick. Next, smoked beef fajita meat is spread all over the crispy nachos and covered with delectable, freshly-made queso. To make this an explosion of flavor, these chicharron nachos are topped with a full serving of savory barbecue-chopped beef. I would try it. Would you try pork rind nachos, Henry? Um, like instead of chips. I guess. You know, yeah, chicharrones are, are like those pork rinds. Fries yeah. pork skin, yeah. Okay, second, second finalist, deep fried BLT. Mm. Crunch into the simple pleasure of the deep fried BLT. Crispy bacon is folded into a 12-inch tortilla along with a heaping pile of shredded cheddar cheese to bind all the corners. The tortilla gets dunked into the deep fryer just long enough to get a golden brown crunch. Wait, that's not a BLT. No, it's not. Then Wait, the, what's in it? Um, there's a, so there's a, a tortilla. A, a tortilla cheese. and cheese and bacon. Mm-hmm. It's not a BLT. That's basically then, just a bacon wait, chimichanga. Wait, it's yeah. got bacon, and, and tortilla, and to cheese. Deep fried tortilla. Okay, next it's used as the sandwich bread. So instead of bread, they use this fried uh, cheese and bacon tortilla. 
They cut it in half and they layer it with lettuce, two juicy red tomato slices, and mayo. Oh, so they're using the fried tortilla instead as of the, the bread. bread. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. And then you put lettuce and tomato in between it. In between it. Hmm. Okay. I'm a little skeptical of that one. Yeah, it just kind of sounds gross to me. Maybe it's good, though. Maybe. Deep fried lasagna roll. Mm. Hmm. Ribbon pasta covered with the perfect mixture of ricotta, parmesan, provolone, and fresh mozzarella, then topped with meat sauce. Next, more cheese is added, and it's hand-rolled, creating, as they say, delicious layers of flavor. The lasagna roll is dipped in a cheddar and herb batter and fried golden brown. The roll is then garnished with a touch of marinara sauce, mozzarella cheese, and fresh basil. So this is basically the tried and true formula of let's take something delicious and deep fry it and serve yes. it at the fair. They serve it with a side of deep fried zucchini fries. <laughs> so okay. you can get more deep fried stuff. Yeah, just in case you didn't get enough deep fried stuff. I do like zucchini fries. They're pretty I, good. Yeah, fried zucchini is great. Okay, fried charcuterie board is next. All right. Charcuterie board. Everyone knows what a charcuterie, charcuterie board is? Do you know what a charcuterie board is? Uh, it sounds familiar. It's like where you like, have the cheese and the meats and stuff just, you know, and you as put an it on kind of a rustic looking board yeah. and you can arrange it so that it looks pretty. So this is chopped up fresh mozzarella, salami, and crisp green apples tossed in olive oil, balsamic vinegar, and Italian herbs. Then the ingredients are wrapped in a wonton wrapper and fried to a golden crisp, topped with creamy goat cheese and a drizzle of hot honey. Hmm. Hmm. Well. Yeah, that might be good. Again, just take something and fry it. Yeah, wrap Has it in something that's Has anyone tried frying friable. this yet? Yeah, I, this next one's a little fun. Uh, holy biscuit. Holy <laughs> I like the biscuit. name. This mouthwatering southern explosion starts with a perfectly cooked golden brown biscuit, then slow-smoked shredded brisket and ladle. Okay, fire roasted street corn queso is stacked on top of the biscuit. Okay, so you've got a biscuit with brisket and street corn with cheese. Then thick-cut bacon, not basil, thick-cut bacon is drizzled with Texas honey. Masterpiece is complete when it's topped off with crispy pickle French fries. Okay. So it's a biscuit with brisket and cheese corn. Biscuit with brisket and cheese corn? And bacon. Is it fried? And pickle French fries. The, the, or is it just a biscuit? It's a biscuit, but they do fry the pickle fries. The pickles. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, that's probably... That sounds pretty good. It's probably pretty good. All right. Next up, we've got the sweet. The sweet category. Cha-cha-chata. Sidestep all the others because it's finally here. There's a lot of like... This, these are press releases. Yeah. Um, I think the companies that make these. The milkshake that will make you cha-cha-chata all night long. <laughs> Inspired by the cha-cha dance, the recipe starts with a triple step of two kinds of milk and vanilla ice cream, blended to perfection with the Garza family's top secret horchata recipe. Oh, so it is a horchata milkshake. Yes. Nice. So the creamy drink is then poured into a cup rimmed with caramel and cinnamon goodness. I'm all about this one. This one this sounds This one delicious. sounds good. Yeah, it's, it's a horchata milkshake. Nice. And then they top it with whipped cream... I've Caramel never sauce. had a horchata milkshake, and that sounds really like an obviously delicious thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sprinkle of cinnamon, cookies, and deep fried, oh, and deep fried rice pudding bites, arroz con leche bites. Man, that and then sounds delicious. they stick a churro straw in it. 
I think I think that one would would probably be pretty good. That sounds yum 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 delicioso. Yeah. Okay. Next, deep fried Rocky Road with bluebell ice cream. That also sounds good. I can't argue with that. Maybe. Okay. Rocky Road kettle fresh fudge is coated with fluffy batter and deep fried stacked high and with chocolate syrup and sweetened condensed milk. So you've got like these deep fried fudge. Deep fried fudge. Rocky Road fudge. Donut things. Yes. Mini marshmallows and chopped cinnamon glazed nuts are sprinkled on top with powdered sugar. It's accompanied by a scoop of ice cream. Oh, no, no, no. By a little cup of uh, bluebell vanilla ice cream. Okay. It's like a fudge donut with ice cream. All right. Next, they're calling this La Blue Bonnet. It is a drink. This says, this drink's inspired by Texas Blue Bonnets, uh, which have served as a natural photo backdrop for many memorable life moments. Yeah, every Texas family has taken pictures of the Blue Bonnet at least once. Yeah, all the kids, Mm. especially little kids in Blue Bonnets. Every spring. Okay, freshly squeezed citrus juices and blueberries are folded into a sugary base and then shaken well to achieve the perfect balance of sweet and tart. It's poured over ice and topped with optional lemon mint berry twist. That's probably pretty good. And it's so not, what is that one exactly? Fried. It's like a tart? It's a drink. It's a Oh, it's a drink. Yeah, it's a drink. It's like a um it looks kind of like blueberry With like blueberries lemonade, in but it? it's yeah, there are no blue bonnets in it. No. But there are blueberries and citrus juices. And then they have a little a little lemon mint berry twist. That they stick in it. And it's Have cute. we talked about before on the podcast the myth in Texas that if you pick a blue uh, blue bonnet, it's against the law, and you'll get arrested, and, and you'll fined. get arrested and thrown in jail. Have we talked about that before? I feel like we have, but we know that's not really. I a always myth. hear people that's say just that, a myth, right? But yeah, it's not true. Okay, next peanut butter paradise. Oh, this is cute. Visually, it looks kind of like a donut topped with peanut butter cups topped with like a little umbrella and kind of looks like a little beach scene. So that's cute. Um, all right. So they say peanut butter paradise starts with deep frying a honey bun, like a little Debbie honey bun. Is that what they're talking about? Yeah, probably. Okay. So you deep fry that. The honey bun, one of the worst of the snack cakes. It's not very good. I think. But they deep fry it. Then they inject it with caramel into the bun and then they top it with peanut butter. Hmm. Then I'm not so sure about this yeah, one. Yeah. Then they put some Reese's pieces on top of it, crushed Butterfinger crumbles, and then peanut butter cups, drizzled <laughs> caramel. It just sounds like too much. Yeah, it sounds goopy. <laughs> I don't know. It might it might be okay for like a bite. I can't imagine eating the whole thing. But it does look like a little a little beach scene. They have the peanut butter cups with the little the little drink umbrella. Tropical drink umbrella stuck oh, in them. Funny. Yeah. It's it cute. looks like a little beach picnic or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of cute. Um, and then it looks like the the Reese's pieces and crushed butterfinger crumbles kind of make it look a little bit sandy. All right. And the last one, the ultimate brookie monster. A brookie, I guess, is what like, is a brookie? A brownie cookie? I think it's a brownie cookie, maybe. Okay, so this says it. it starts with chocolate chip cookies layered with Oreos and marshmallows, then covered in triple chocolate brownie batter and baked together. Oh, it's like a cookie inside a brownie. Okay, like a turducken, but a dessert. But a brookie. Do you know about turduckens, Henry? Uh, I think you 
Might have mentioned them. Uh, it Some people familiar. do them. I think at Thanksgiving. You put a chicken inside a tur- inside a duck inside a turkey, and then you cook it. Mm. Yeah, I've never done this. I don't know anyone who's done this really, but supposedly it happens. People do this. Okay, so then they take. Okay, so they have the chocolate chip cookies, Oreos, marshmallows. Cover it in brownie batter. They bake it into a big brownie cookie. Then they batter that and deep fry it. Then they sprinkle powdered sugar on it and serve it with a scoop of ice cream. Top it with cheesecake crumbles and strawberry sauce. And it gets even awesomer. <laughs> yes. That's exactly like the, no dessert has been left <laughs> out here. They've got they've got cheesecake, they've got ice cream top, and they've got that's ice cream. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. How about you, Henry? Um, uh, it sounds like it could be good. I think the one that I found the most, the one I want to try the most is the horchata ice cream thingy, the cha 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 or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, that one looks good. That one sounds pretty good. And I'll be honest, none of the none of the savory ones look all that good to me. None of them really gripped me much, but uh-huh. um, I don't know. I guess we'll see what one. The holy biscuit. Should we maybe. go to the fair this year? Uh, sure. Yeah. We might have to go, go to the fair I would just go. to try some of these things. Last year it was super crowded. It was so crowded. Maybe we could try a day that's not quite so crowded. I can take a day off. We could yank Henry out of school. Yeah. I don't know that that's allowed, but, you know, we won't tell anyone. I think it, well, I think it's allowed to a degree, but. It's a cultural experience to go to the State Fair of Texas. There might be like a day off or something. I don't know. Yeah, usually there's a day off. Let me look at the calendar here. I have the district calendar. It would be October. We don't have to plan oh, on the podcast necessarily. No, but we do have we do have a Friday and a Monday off. Mm, in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has yep. the fair started by then? Yes. In fact, we usually like in the past have gone the first week, one of the first weeks in October because yeah. that's when we have a day off of school. That'd be good. Let's play a game that I tried a couple of podcasts ago with Elizabeth and with Will. It was pretty fun when they played it. I'd like to play it again. It's called the job interview game. And here's how it works, Henry. I know mom listened to that podcast. so She knows how it works. It's kind of like one word story, except instead of making up a story, um, you and your mom are answering common job interview questions. So I will ask a job interview question and you and your mom are collectively someone interviewing for a job and you have to give answers in like one word story format should we try it sure all right let me pull up the questions okay thank you for coming here today i appreciate you applying for this job i just have a few questions for you the first question is tell me about yourself wait who goes first (laughs) I'll let you. Oh, uh, I have a sister who is better than me. Interesting. Well, unfortunately, your sister's not interviewing for this job. But, um, well, let's 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 learn a little bit about you. What is your greatest professional achievement? Well, I. Don't think I have achieved 
anything other than that big achievement that I achieved on Christmas. Well, good, good. I'm I'm glad you have that one achievement. I see something here on the resume. It seems a little vague, though. Um, can you tell me about a time when you describe when you demonstrated leadership skills? One day, I felt very queasy. So I went to Walmart and started to yell. And everyone looked at me and cried. <laughs> so I continued to yell. Okay. We were leading them. So I guess you were influential. Um, we try not to yell so much at our workplace, but um, there's a certain amount of skill there, I guess, of getting people's attention and having them respond. Why? Can you explain this gap in your employment? I went to jail. <laughs> I was thinking I was like, oh, I was going to find myself, but... <laughs> you can still it reminds this. me there's a, no, no, I think that's good there's a joke people tell on on TikTok that says basically the same question can you explain this gap in your in your resume and they say oh I was at Yale and they say oh wow you went to Yale yes <laughs> oh well that's fantastic we're going to hire you oh I re- thanks because I really need this job this job <laughs> I really need oh. this job <laughs> Anyway, Um, all right, next question. What is your work style? In the workplace, I tend to work really, really, really well with dogs and kids and also with (laughs) (laughs) computers dogs and children and computers okay well i guess you know on those days you're working from home that might be useful um can you tell me how you deal with pressure or stressful situations well i Usually don't unless I am forced to (laughs) wait. No, I was going to take that a different direction. (laughs) Do you consider yourself successful? No. (laughs) Yes. But like, or but like actually maybe possibly. When can you start? Once I pay the debt that I owe to society. (laughs) I was thinking to like a very powerful man. (laughs) That too. Do you have any questions for us? What's your favorite animal? (laughs) You know, I really like the American Mastodon, but not the woolly mammoth. What's? Uh, 
Mastodon. I'm sorry, that's all the qu- the time we have for today. But thank you for coming in. We will get in touch. No need to, to reach out to us. We'll we'll contact you. I'm so sure that this will occur. All right, that was fun. I liked that. I like that game. It's a funny yeah. game. You, it makes me laugh. Do you think we got the job? <laughs> I think your chances <laughs> are not the best. Well, but I do appreciate the effort you put into your job interview. We, we just don't know what we were interviewing for. So, you know, yeah. maybe we could have tailored it a little better to uh, the job. There is only one last thing to do on the podcast, and that is... Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. And for Treat Yourself today, we have a couple different kinds of popcorn from Trader Joe's. These all seem pretty straightforward. I don't think there's going to be a lot of surprises here. We have kettle corn Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's kettle corn. We have Trader Joe's white cheddar popcorn. And we have Trader Joe's chili pineapple popcorn. The chili pineapple is really the only one that seems somewhat strange. Okay. Um, white cheddar popcorn and kettle corn, unless they surprise me, it seemed like they'll both be, you know, pretty good. At least pretty good. Maybe delicious. I would think. So let's start with the kettle corn. See if I can make more package noises into the mic. We do have one child in our family who does not like kettle corn. True. Elizabeth doesn't like kettle corn, which I think is strange because it's nice and sweet and salty. I think that she had some once when she wasn't feeling well. Yeah, that'll do it. What do you guys think of the Trader Trader Joe's kettle corn? I think it's pretty good. I like kettle corn because it's not overly sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And still somewhat salty. A little sweet, a little salty. I, I think it's it's nothing special, but I still think it's delicious. Yum, 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 yum. Delicioso. Yeah. Would Rating? you give it yeah. a delicious? Yeah, or? I would. I mean, it's kettle corn. I feel like it's not as good as... What is the kind that we usually get? I mean, it's not sweet. Not as sweet or as salty. Um, what is that? It's the chicka chicka boom boom, right? Yeah, uh, the boom chicka pop. Boom chicka pop. The boom chicka pop. Sorry. I think I like chicka that. Chicka chicka boom boom is a children's book. Yeah. So the boom chicka pop kettle corn, I think I like a little better. Just a little more. Mm-hmm. But All it's. Right. I mean, this is okay. It's fine. All right. Next, we will try the white cheddar popcorn. What do you guys think of the white cheddar popcorn? Pretty much the same. Also delicious? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's yum, 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 yum. It tastes like other white cheddar. I like it a lot. I think it's really good. I noticed everybody ate the portion that they got, like finished it. I got a lot of the kettle corn. It's really good. I I don't know. It's uh, Again, it's nothing special. It's exactly what you'd expect, but it's really good. Sometimes the white cheddar popcorn has a little bit of an aftertaste or a funny flavor this does not yeah. have that it's a good flavor yeah it doesn't taste fake and it's not too i don't know yeah it's pretty good 
pretty good. It's delicious. Pretty good. Okay. It, it's so yeah. I I mean I could be persuaded that it's either delicious or okay. I don't have strong feelings on it. It's fine. Probably okay. Yum 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 yum. Okay. Okay. And the last one. This is the one that I think is the most interesting. This is the chili pineapple. It says chili pineapple flavored with other natural flavors. Hmm. I don't know what that means. Maybe not as mysterious as it makes as I'm thinking. I mean, it's got tapioca, paprika, sea salt, pineapple powder, lime oil, citric acid, rosemary, sunflower. I don't know. Lots of different things. In That's there. a lot of things. Yeah. Ooh, it smells quite strong. Interesting. I'm interested in this one. Okay, that really strongly reminds me of something, and I can't think of what it is it reminds me of. I mean, I really like it's kind it. How I expected. I think it's delicious. Yum, yum, this yum. This is yum, my yum. favorite of the three. Delicioso. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's got a really unique flavor. Is it too spicy? Not spicy enough. I don't know. It's you, about good. You think it's about right? I I like the texture a lot. It's more of a um, of a crunchy, yeah, candied very crispy, texture. Crunchy. Mm-hmm. It's got some cherry in there. Cherry. It's got. It's a it's strong, like, yeah, fruity flavor. Yeah, I'm thinking like chili lime is kind of the, but with like more of a sweet. But lime. it's got a pineapple. I mean, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be pineapple, but I no, don't it's know. it's way it's better than I thought it it's would really be. It's really good. I like it. That's my recommendation of these three is go to Trader Joe's and get the chili pineapple flavored popcorn. It kettle is, popcorn, It I is guess. delicious, I Chili think. pineapple kettle popcorn. That's the only one that I kind of want more of like right now. All right. Well, that is Treat Yourself, and that is our podcast. Thanks for being on the podcast today, Henry. Thank you. And Allison. You're welcome. And thank you to anyone who's listening. If you are listening, let us know. You can email us at talkdadpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at talkdadpodcast on Instagram and Facebook or at TTD Podcast on Twitter or at TalkToDadPodcast.com where you can download and stream all of our episodes from 1 to 282. If you like the podcast and you want to help us out, there's a couple of things you can do. One, you can tell a friend about our family-friendly podcast. And the other thing you can do is leave us a good review wherever you found the podcast. Um, I would also like to thank the Foxy Morons who allowed us to use their music for our intro and outro um, music they have some new music coming out if you want to check them out this has been a lot of fun and we will see you later there's time for later